Hello and welcome to Business Standard on Ground, where we talk about the latest from the world of sports. Today is Monday, 27th May, and I'm your host, Ankur Bhadwaj. The general election is behind us, and India can now focus on what is really important, the ICC Cricket World Cup 2019. India last won the trophy in 2011. Can it bring it back home? Who are the favourites this World Cup, and who are the players to watch out for? To discuss this and more, I'm joined by Dhruv Munjal. Besides being a sports fanatic himself, Dhruv also writes about it for Business Standard. So Dhruv, uh, the elections are now over and India can now focus on what is really important and that is the ICC Cricket World Cup 2019, which is going to take place in England this time. Looking forward to it? Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's going to be a great tournament. Ten teams are going to battle it out against each other. This is going to go back to the format of 1992 where each team is going to play against each other. Do you think this format is better than the others? I think, um, you know, the ICC came in for a lot of flag uh, when they reduced the number of teams from 14 um, last edition to 10 this time around, saying that, you know, it'd be almost impossible um, for the associate nations to qualify for the tournament. Uh, but I think, you know, the good part um, here is that 10 teams ensure that the tournament is going to be more competitive. And, you know, England captain Owen Morgan touched upon that um, um, earlier this week, saying that the tournament is going to be extraordinarily competitive. Um, you know, in the past, we've had um, lopsided, meaningless games. You know, India's Absolutely. played uh, uh, Bermuda, if you remember, in 2007. Yeah. Uh, we played the Netherlands in 2003. Yeah. Uh, so, so fairly meaningless games, um, yeah. you know, that have just gone one way. Here, uh, 10 teams, you know, everybody can beat everybody. Uh, so I think it's going to be an exciting World Cup. And interestingly, this also provides a team to come back from the dead like Pakistan did in 1992. Right, th that's correct. I think, uh, you know, with everybody playing everybody, uh, all games are important, you know, Absolutely. and uh, in big tournaments, uh, there is very little scope for, for any kind of slip up. So you have to be, you know, you know, on your A game all the time. And again, it gives gives opportunities to teams like Pakistan, uh, teams like the West Indies, uh, you know, notoriously unpredictable, Absolutely. Uh, but, but fascinating to watch nonetheless. Yeah. So uh, it, it does in some ways open the doors for, uh, you know, the likes of Pakistan and the West Indies, even Bangladesh for that matter. It was 1996 when um, uh, Sanat Jai and Kalwit Rana, you know, used the first 15 overs to great effect. And it was, since it was, then... Uh, it was Mark Great Batch in 92, in fact, 92, who started yeah, off, To yes. some extent, yes. yes. But but it, Sri Lanka really owned it in 1996 so. and won the World Cup on the back of it. But then, since then, and since 1996, we've been hearing complaints about the one-day cricket game being a batsman's game. Right. The bowlers are getting redundant. Uh, now we're seeing targets of 340 being chased so easily by teams like England or even India or Australia. Right. Uh, do you think this is the most lopsided World Cup ever? I think um, if you go by the recent escapades of the English team at home, uh, you know, they've been dismantling bowling attacks for fun. Uh, you know, if you go by that, um, you know, uh, absolutely, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, th this has been coming for a while, as you said. It started back in 1996, uh, but the game has changed so much in the past five, six years, uh, mainly due to flatter pitches, um, smaller grounds. Uh, you know, and, and, and more than that, uh, just, just a change in mindset of, of the batsman where, you know, no target or, or score is unattainable. And, and all that has contributed uh, to, to the game becoming more batting friendly. However, I think, you know, uh, good bowlers still have their role to play. Yeah. Um, I, I still feel, you know, because of uh, the massive success of T20 cricket, what we've seen is that ODI batsmen perhaps do not realize how long the ODI game is, you know. Even as viewers, uh, because we've gotten so used to T20 cricket, um, 
you know, a sense of tedium kicks in when we're watching uh, 50 over cricket. Yeah. It's too long. Absolutely. Uh, same with the batsman. You know, you can I'll give you an example. Um, you know, you can be 70 for no loss, um, say, after eight, nine overs. Yeah. And suddenly you lose momentum and you're 120 for four, uh, yeah. say, say, in 20. So that is why, you know, a lot of um, former players have um, stressed, um, you know, on, on the aspect of, of the middle overs and how they will be very crucial. So I, I think good bowlers still have their place. And I think the spinners in particular, uh, the pitches are going to be dry this time. They're going to be obviously flatter, uh, but the spinners will suit the, con uh, sorry, the conditions will suit the spinners. And I think they, they will play a role there. For a long time, um, fast bowlers like Vasim Akram, even as commentators, they have been complaining about the kookaburra ball. Yeah. Not just the white ball, but also the red ball. That's right. So Vasim Akram says that the, the seam on a red kookaburra ball doesn't last beyond 20 overs. That's correct. So uh, with the white ball being used here, do you think no, not having any purchase with the ball is one of the reasons bowlers are struggling? Absolutely. Now, and we're using two balls now. Yeah, uh, so, absolutely. so we're using two new balls, one yeah. from each end. So it's worse than anyone. And that has activated the problem here. Uh, so, I mean, you know, say 10 years ago, in a place like England, there would have been some swing for the bowlers, absolutely. some save movement. Now, because um, weather conditions have changed so much and, you know, the English summer is uh, perhaps, you know, hotter and drier than ever. Uh, so two new balls just play into the hands of the batsman. So everybody keeps going back to 1983 and how India won it. But you can't compare 2019 with 1983 strictly because of the ball. Because that was a red ball and now it's a white Absolutely. kookaburra, not I even agree. a duke. I agree, I agree. And I mean, conditions have changed so much, uh, cricket has changed so much. So I think that would be a, a very unfair comparison. Absolutely. Uh, but, but having said that, I think India is placed very well yeah. uh, since you did touch upon India. Um, you, you know, we, we've been talking about India's favourites and they've played some uh, fabulous cricket the past um, three, four years, ever since the last World Cup. Even the last two World Cups, 2011, we won it. 2015, we reached the semi-finals. So I yeah. think we've done well in major tournaments. Um, Do you think the T20 debacle for Virat Kohli as captain would weigh on his mind? I think Kohli's captaincy will be in for a stern test. I think, uh, you know, he has looked a bit out of sorts minus uh, Mahindra Singh Dhoni on certain occasions in the past. Most recent example being um, the India-Australia series at home. Yeah. India 2-0 uh, up and um, capitulated um, and, and lost the series 3-2 to, you know, a, a quite middling Australian team. So I think Kohli's captaincy will come in um, for, for a tough test. Um, so yeah, but let, let's see how he responds. So what are the challenges for India? Do you think the opening partnership is great talent but not doesn't always click? I think my worry with the Indian batting is it's a bit top heavy. Yeah. I think one, two, three, Rohit uh, Sharma, Shikhar Dhawan, Virat Kohli, three uh, fabulous uh, ODI players. And, uh, you know, on their day, they will do well. Kohli is obviously phenomenally consistent. My worry is when you go lower down the order, you know, what if one day, and we saw that against um, New Zealand in the warm up game last week, uh, when, I don't know, they were 20 for three or something. Uh, so once those three depart, how how does the rest of the batting lineup uh, So you mean react? to say that we need a Rahul Dravid at number four? I think obviously it's it's unfortunate <laughs> that despite wholesale experimentation in the past uh, few years, we still yeah. don't know uh, who our number four is. Uh, seems like you know uh, that, that KL Rahul will play that role. Uh, so yes, but again, so a lot depends on on, on the top three. Having said that, I think it would be stupid um, to to suggest that. You know, Mahindra Singh Dhoni or Kedar Jadav is not important in this lineup. Uh, if you do lose early wickets, you have people who can consolidate. Yeah. Uh, and, and Dhoni gives you that sort of, um, that, that edge in the middle which other teams do not have, you know. Yeah. He can keep the team together, he can keep the batting together and, and, and you know, stitch uh, any innings. Uh, so, so I think that is also very important. 
Uh, in your piece on uh, in Business Standard on Saturday, you mentioned the strengths that England has. Right. Would you say that England are the favourites for this World Cup? I think considering that they're playing at home, yes. And uh, since we did touch upon how um, you know it's it's such a, a batsman-dominated game now, and they've really set the tone when it comes to power, muscular hitting. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I think England would start as favourites. Uh, but just a caveat, I think they were also supposed to win the 2016 T20 World Cup when Ben Stokes bowled that horrendous last over to Carlos, uh, Carlos Bradley. Are they finally going to win a World Cup or not? Is the Cup coming home or not? I think, uh, um, well, we thought, well, we said that about the 2018 FIFA World Cup as well. So, um, But I, I think they are the best place to win it. Uh, yeah. My only worry with them is I think they are a bit one-dimensional when it comes to their batting. Um, the likes of Jason Roy, um, uh, Josh Butler... Uh, ben Stokes, uh, Johnny Best, all um, fantastic uh, 50 over players. But but I think you need a bit of variety. Uh, so that's why the roles of, of, of I think, Joe Root and, and Owen Morgan become very crucial. And at the same time, I think their bowling uh, with Joffre Archer coming in, uh, he also lends them a bit of variety. Um, and I think Adil Rashid will, will be a very uh, crucial player here. Um, he has, I think, picked up a lot of wickets in the last four years, but he's also gone for a lot of runs. Uh, so, so let's see how, how that pans out. Which team would you say is the dark horse? I think, you know, um, it's a little strange to say this, um, but Australia, uh, and, and I say this, I mean, obviously... Defending said, champions Australia. Yes, defending champions. They've been the most dominant 50 overside um, yeah. of our times. And, and I say that because they haven't had the best of times um, in recent years, ever since the last World Cup. Cool. Plus, their misery was compounded by the fact that David Warner and Stephen Smith were, um, were banned for a year. Uh, with both of them coming back, um, I think they have uh, a very, very good chance. And we saw that, I think, in, in the warm-up game. They beat England convincingly on Saturday. Uh, Steve Smith got 100. Uh, so I think they are coming back into their own. And I think it'd be, uh, it'd be extremely foolish for anybody to underestimate them. Do you think they have put the controversies in the recent past behind them? I think so. Um, I, I think so. Um, you know, it, it, I mean, obviously there is... Um, People have talked about uh, a culture problem with the Australian team. And uh, with Justin Langer... It's funny, though, that the cultural problems come up when you lose. It is. It is. Uh, well, that, that, that's a fair point. Uh, for the longest time, uh, you know, they, they they played hard. And uh, every team was trying to emulate them as well. Yes. Uh, miserably. So, I mean, I, I don't think they succeeded much because yeah. I think a lot of that um, aggression or, or, you know, hard playing style comes naturally, naturally to them and uh, it doesn't to the rest. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I think both of them, Stephen Smith and David Warner would be hungry. Uh, and we saw that with Warner in the IPL. Yeah. Uh, he had a terrific IPL, uh, Stephen Smith not so much, uh, but both of them world-class players. So um, I think Australia will be in the mix. So who are the players to watch out for this World Cup? Uh, since we were discussing Australia, I think I had to put Warner in there. Mm-hmm. Um, he is, uh, you know, a, a, a wonderful 50-over uh, batsman. Um, as I said, he had, uh, you know, brilliant IPL. I think he will be there uh, among um, the top run getters. So will be Joss Butler. Um, Joss Butler, he was, um, again, wonderful for the Rajasthan Royals in the IPL. He has been absolutely blowing bowling attacks out of the water. Uh, for England as well, yeah, um, and he's that modern uh, belligerent batsman that that um, bowler's fear. Yeah, uh, so I think those two will be among the top run getters. Uh, I think in the bowling stakes, um, 
you will have to go with Jaspeet Bumrah. Um, Best in the world right now. Absolutely, yeah, across formats, which across is formats. which is such a testament to to you know the hard work that he's put absolutely. in. Because you look at him and you know you would never think that this guy could be a Test match bowler. Yeah. Uh, but with um, his performances in Australia last year. Um, the IPL. Um, so I think there was a particular role that Zaheer Khan played for India in 2011. Yes. So do you think Bumrah can do the same? I think uh, when you know um, I touched upon this when I in, in the piece that I wrote on Saturday. I don't think Bumrah will open uh, with the new ball. I think uh, you know Cody will have to use him judiciously. So he might use him as first change. And obviously in the death, I think you... Or whenever he gets into trouble. Yes, or whenever he is looking to break a partnership. Uh, but I think you need at least four overs from him yeah. at the death. Yeah. Uh, my only worry with Bumrah is that he's had a long IPL season. Uh, Mumbai Indians made the final, beat Chennai Super Kings. So so that is my worry with Indian pace attack overall, in fact. Because I think um, Mohamed Shami, um, Bhuvanesh Kumar and Bumrah, all three have had long seasons. They've played a lot of cricket. They're very talented. Absolutely. Uh, Bhuvi, in fact, looked you know a bit off pace uh, in, in the IPL. He wasn't at his little best. Uh, same with the spinners. Uh, both Kuldeep and, and, and Chahal had um, you know did not have the best of IPLs. Yeah. And it's it's easy to forget that they've played a lot of cricket. Uh, they've played limited overs cricket nonstop for India the, the last two years. Absolutely. Uh, you know we have experimented in in, in terms of batting. Uh, but the spin combo has remained um, pretty much um, sure. the same throughout. Right. So, so I think uh, that that is one thing. But being professional cricketers, I, I'm sure they'll be up for this. Uh, it comes around once in four years, and I think they'll be they'll be ready to go. Thanks, thanks, Dhruv, for joining us for the podcast. Thanks, we'll Uncle. keep talking to you through the World Cup. Thanks, Uncle. Pleasure. So that was Dhruv Manjal talking to us about ICC Cricket World Cup 2019. Hope you enjoyed our discussion. Keep following Business Standard on Ground podcasts for the best from the world of sports and BS podcasts on Spotify, Google and Apple podcasts for the latest from the worlds of markets, business, economy, politics and sports. This is your host Ankur Bhadwa signing off. Thank you for tuning in.